0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Unchained and Strength podcast. Let me sorry, I'm laughing. It's just I started this podcast in a different way and I got caught up and I was like, what the hell am I doing? So I had to stop and record. <laughs> but now that we're grounded again, I want to introduce you to Carrie Jaroslow. Hi, Carrie. How are you?
1: Hi, Maria. I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. I'm
0: so delighted to have you here. I met Carrie, the ladies. I met Carrie a couple of months ago. You contributed in the magazine, mm-hmm. I don't know, my magazine, and I, and I fell in love with her words and fell in love with her. And I was like, oh, I want to get to know her. I was like, let's do a podcast together. So here we are. And Carrie is an author, you're also a relationship a relationship coach in a relationship, and then you're also intuitive and an energy healer. Carrie, would you share a little bit more about yourself so everybody can get to know you?
1: Sure, absolutely. Um, so you pretty much said all of my labels of what I am, um, but really I'm someone on a, a spiritual journey, have been since... Um, my early 20s, so that is now coming up to about 30 years, and um, I have always questioned life, and I think that has made me uh, someone who likes to journey and experience um, what all that life has to offer. Um, The way that I got into writing specifically about relationships is that I had always experienced the same kind of relationship over and over and over again. So my book is entitled, why do they always break up with me? And that was the question that I always asked because um, pretty much every relationship I had. Yeah. From 18 until my divorce at 34 was why do they always break up with me? They always broke up with me. And Um, at my divorce, I kind of came to a fork in the road of, I've got to figure this out. I've been doing different therapies. I had gotten into astrology. I'd gotten into Reiki and intuitive, um, you know, intuitive, um, modalities, but I still hadn't quite had it figured out because again, my husband, although it was more amicable, Um, decided that he had wanted a divorce. And so I had to figure it out because I was either going to close off my heart or I was just going to figure it out. Um, And so I went to an energy healer and he, after three months of going to him on a very regular basis, I had made such shifts that I healed the relationship with my father, which was what I called the initial wound. It was my father had actually um, been unfaithful with my mom at 12 years old, such a pivotal time in a young girl's life. And I was recreating the experience that my father had had over and over and over again. And After those three months of that energy work, I had healed the relationship with my father. And to this day, we are such good friends, love and respect each other. Never thought I would say that at 14, 18, 20, 34. Um, But we really did heal. And then my relationships with men changed from that time on. And then about a year after, when I was about 35, I met my husband, he became my husband and we've been married. We've been together about 15 years and we've been married for uh, 13 years in November. Um, So it really, that, that energy energy work that I did was like the missing piece. And that's why I bring that element to my coaching um, because it is the most shifting, permanently shifting um, experience Uh, that I had had and that my
0: clients have as well it's yeah knowing where that relationship started where did something got a little twisted (laughs) let's say Carrie, can I ask you because you said okay it was either shutting down your heart or or healing did you go through both stages or did you just go through the healing process because a lot of us go into the complete boom barriers and we build this massive castle and like walls around us when we get hurt yeah. that we don't want to go out there again. And I'm, I'm saying that from personal experience.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I had done that so many times before my marriage. And I think that for some reason at my divorce, and I think it was because I had gone through a marriage, I had had the perspective of being in a marriage and a divorce that I realized in that moment that this was about my dad. This was about my parents' divorce. And so that was the one breakup of all of my breakups, which I had many of them, that I didn't shut down. I just said, okay, this is about that time, and this is my time to heal it. And so I might've had, you know, in that beginning of the divorce, I might've had those moments where I was really just super sad and shutting down, but pretty much right after we parted ways, um, I went right into healing because, and I think it had been because I'd been on my path for so long. So I really knew and could see what this experience was
0: about for me. Okay. It's like it was a repetitive pattern that you wanted to break through from. That's it. Yes. 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 And, Very repetitive. And Carrie, can I ask you, because I think like most of us assume automatically that it's always the father figure. Do you, in your opinion, do you think it's always the father figure or can also be like the mother figure or the, a relationship that is between them or relationships that you have seen when you were a kid thinking that, okay, that's the idea of love. You know, uh, I don't know. Yes, I think
1: it. I think many times it comes from parental experience. I don't think it's always the father. Um, in all my clients, it's it's father, mother. It's um, it could be people who are adopted and never felt the feeling of loved and wanted, even if they had adoptive parents that really love them. It's the initial wound that they hold in the cells of I am unwanted and that's why I love the energetic work because the energetic work goes to the beliefs that are in your cells that you can't access with your mind. You can't access with a mental, you know, oh, well, I, th- I felt that I was wanted because I had adopted parents that really loved me and wanted me, but there's a belief in the cells that sits in the programming and it comes out in our experience in the world unconsciously. So it sits unconsciously in ourselves. And so through an intuitive approach and through an energetic approach, we can actually pull those beliefs and replace them with new ones. Um, And it's almost like a computer really deleting and installing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where I found that was like the shift, the shift that changed changed it all. And so again, like I was saying, it doesn't come from the mental approach to it. It's kind of an unconscious, subconscious level. Um, I have seen it in all. I've seen it in people have experience with teachers. So anyone kind of in that elder, you know, that uh, position of um, someone we look up to, uh, that can cause all different kinds of relationship issues.
0: Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah, no, especially when we're kids and a teacher that we really love will tell us something and it's just like, <gasps> mm. how, how? And it just sits with you though. Um, I remember like speaking of fathers, I remember that my father never, ever hit me. And then one day he did and that scarred me for life. I think from there, I was yes. just so scarred. It was just one of those days. I, was, I think it was in the beating that hurt me. It was just a shock. I was just so shocked yeah. and hurt that he did that. In, yeah, and, and, that's in
1: that's fact, and in fact, and in fact, that kind of traumatic experience, because even if it was a single experience, it, it, trauma sits in ourselves. And then that shock, the shock sits in ourselves. I see it in the cells. And so it's important to release that because otherwise there's a part of us that's kind of waiting for that because it's it's a safety mechanism. Like I don't want to be shocked, so I'm just going to prepare myself and then we end up creating it from that place of just waiting for it, which is a protection. Does that make
0: sense? It does make sense. See, so it does make sense. But I also want to ask, so do you think that that's the reason why we ended up falling for people who are not the right person for us because it's also mm-hmm. a defense mechanism?
1: Yeah, there's, there's many different layers to it. Um, it can be that we learned for some reason that our worth was through that kind of abuse. It sounds very mm-hmm. twisted, but it's just kind of how we start forming the beliefs of how we look at the world and how what the world has shown us and how beliefs form in the subconscious. Um, so that um, sometimes we don't even have the... belief or the program of what a healthy relationship even looks like even feels like and so this energy modality can download that from universal truth Um, so there's lots of different layers of what can create that relationship so I had the belief that men always broke up with me even when I had that moment of no this guy won't I was still bracing myself for that breakup and it Mm -hmm. always came Always came until I healed that energetically. And then it all changed from that.
0: I'm like, I'm so intrigued. This is one of the topics that like, I love all topics, (laughs) you know, but (laughs) this one is like, it's getting really close to me because lately, like I've been, I've been broken up, for like, I think about eight years now, Carrie, and I mm-hmm. i stayed, you know, it was a lot of healing, a lot of process doing by myself, I was like, I didn't want to get with somebody and just do this, you know, bring all that hurt that I was feeling into the other person, because I was like, it's not fair. You no, know? and then the things that time passed, I started my business, and I was like, I love in this, like, you know, being independent, you know, be able to do whatever I want whenever I want. But then there's still that part that I was like, I still want to date. I don't want to end up No, I'm not saying alone, but I do want to be with somebody. I think, you know, I, I do like the company yeah. of somebody. And when I started dating again, I felt like it was that I was like, okay, great. I know exactly what I want. But then again I fell in the same pattern. I fell in the pattern yes. that I ended up dating somebody that I didn't want to see what he really was, because I wanted something I wanted something and I wasn't looking what I had in front of me.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if I were working with you, I would look at intuitively, you know, what are some of the um, unconscious subconscious beliefs that you have within you, that you know what you want, but you're not attracting that so somewhere, there's a, a dissociation with what you know you want, in terms of the vibration that you exude for what you attract, you know, and that's what we would start looking at, and we would just dig deeper, you know. We talk about your parents and and all of the beliefs, and we just start doing energy clearing and downloading new beliefs.
0: Okay, because I think I kind of narrowed down. You know how I was telling you before I spent a lot of the time in the summer fruit picking because mm-hmm. that way I will get my breakthroughs. Yeah. <laughs> and one, yes. of them, one of them was in that way. I was like, I usually tend to go for people who are a little bit younger than me. I was like, and usually emotional unavailable. But then I realized that I was like, I want, I think it's the part that I want them to see me. That mm-hmm. I, that, that was the, the, the trauma that I had when I was a kid that my parents weren't. Absolutely.
1: So somewhere you have the belief that either you're not, it's not okay to be seen, or you're not worthy of being seen, or it's not safe to be seen. And that's where we would start with the energy clearing, we would download what it feels like to know that it's okay to be seen that you're safe being seen, and that you can be seen for authentically you. For exactly who you are not for who anyone else wants you to be but for who you are and then we pull the belief that you're scared to be seen and replace it again with that it's okay and i'm safe being seen that's that's where i would start with you
0: yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm delighted. You see, that's what I said. I love having conversations with, uh, with women who do this kind of work because I always learn something new, you know, and 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 it is, it's parts of you that you're like, okay, I know there's something there. Sometimes you don't know where to start as well because yeah. you think, you know, surely we think like, and we go into the, when we, when we try to figure out what it is, we usually go into the worst thing ever, you know, and we try to figure mm-hmm. out where there is the trauma so bad and sometimes something very, very, um how you call it, very subtle, that has given mm-hmm. them more trauma than something that it was like more, more raw, more or stronger. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: it does. Because I'll tell you interesting, I've been working on um, over the last couple years that my voice is important. And it came from one sentence that my father said to me when I was 14, we were in the car and I was just being 14 and I was pissed at everything and the divorce and everything. And I said something like, I'll never forgive you or I'll never accept you or something. And he said, never is a long time. That one sentence I pinpointed was the thing that said what I have to say. Somehow I interpreted it as what I have to say isn't important and doesn't want to be heard. And I spent 20 years shutting down my voice because of that one sentence. So I understand exactly what you mean. Once I cleared that, I started to understand that I do have a voice that's important and that people do want to hear what I have to say. I mean, there's still times where I'm like, you know, talking with friends and I say, oh, just tell me about you. And they say, well, tell me about you. And I said, it's okay, everything's okay. So I wanna hear more about you. And that comes from that, you know, what I have to say isn't important or doesn't wanna be heard. So that's where my, you know, my focus in healing starts.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, I always wonder, you know, because like I said before, it's like, we look at the most traumatic things that happen. And, you know, and something, something so small can cause more, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say damage. I mean, it can hurt you more, because I don't think we're damaged. We're not damaged people. We just hurt people that, you know, something happened to us. But it's not that we're broken or anything. But, you know, we're not. Oh, I'm sorry to
1: interrupt. I was going to say, I do not look at and I talk about this in my book. I look at us as whole. We are whole and complete. We've just forgotten. Mm -hmm. It's very different than we're broken and we need to be healed. When we get from the mindset of we're broken and we need to be healed, it's like we're lacking. But when we come from the mindset of we are whole, we've just forgotten, then all we're doing at that point is just uncovering the light that we are.
0: Yeah. I like that, Carrie. I, I do like that a lot. Because we always come from that place. We always I think as you celebrate like, you if you bring to the place that there's we're broken, there's always a little negative coming behind that. You're always trying to figure out what is it, what is it? Mm-hmm. Okay, I fixed this, fixed this, and I'm using the you know, quote, the airy quotes. <laughs> and then yeah, now what is the next thing you have to fix? And the next thing you have to fix. And it feels like there's always something. So those You're using that sort of as an excuse to do, you know, to be happy or Mm -hmm. to be successful or to have a relationship, you know, all those things, because you think that there's something else that needs to be worked on to be able to go to the next step. Yes, 100%. Yep. And Carrie, okay, let's talk about relationship. I want to, because we were saying before we started, we were talking about relationship that everything in communication that covers everything. Because we started talking about business and then we said, oh, how interesting that applies to life as well. So how, how, do, you work, how do you work with your clients when it comes to relationship? Do you, who's your ideal client, by the way, Carrie?
1: Um, my ideal client, I would say, uh, you know, I work with women and men. Um, maybe 35 to 50, maybe younger. It's just someone who's at the, who is done with struggling in their relationships, Mm -hmm. who knows that there's another way and is ready to put in the work to make a shift in their lives. Um, and so I love relationships, like I was telling you, because, um, relationships are in every aspect of our lives whether it's business business relationships intimate relationships and most importantly and the foundation is the relationship with ourselves that is where we start and that's the secret of finding fulfilling relationships Mm -hmm. is to start with ourselves and so that's the process that i lead people on in my relationship course which is one-on-one Um, And we go through the process in my book. um, And it's all about looking at what is going on with myself. Because when I understood that within myself, I attracted different kinds of men to Mm -hmm. me. It's like magic. I didn't do anything with anyone else. I didn't even have to go out and search for it. It came to me because I had done the healing within myself. I had cleared all the distraction, all of the unhealthy beliefs and have, you know, accepted the love. I learned to love myself. I learned to forgive myself. I found forgiveness with other people in my life. I found gratitude and instantly I attracted men in my life. So, um, it's in the form of conscious relationships, if you've heard of that conscious, the idea of conscious relationships and conscious relating is number one, knowing that you are on your path of self-discovery and that you take responsibility for all of the things that come up. If you're triggered by someone, you don't blame them and say, you should change to make me feel better. You say, okay, I'm triggered. I'm going to go off and do the things that I do to go internal to understand why I'm triggered. I'm going to become grateful for that opportunity because that is the opportunity to heal something within myself that I'm ready to heal. And then I'm going to come out and say, maybe not physically, but say, thank thank you in my mind and know that that relationship served a purpose on my path of evolvement. And that is conscious relating. I do that with my husband and um, it really changes the way you relate with people because it's not about the other person. In fact, I look at the other person as an angel. You've come into my life, even if you've mm-hmm. really super triggered me and I've gotten really <laughs> super angry, you've come into my life to help me evolve by showing me something that is unresolved.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm Absolutely. Can I ask you, okay, because this is a conversation I had with my sister the other day, and um, I know I triggered her, but we were talking about, you know, trust and jealousy. And you know, Mm -hmm. when you are in a relationship and the other person is jealous, and she was like, you have to reassure them that they shouldn't be jealous. And I was like, and that was my, that was her point of view. And on my point of view, I was like, why would I have to help them heal something that is theirs to heal? You know? Yes. That I, I truly believe. I mean, if I was like on my twenties, I'd probably be like, okay, I'll try to do something. But now I think now from seeing from a different perspective, you know, probably with age or, you know, experiences that I know mm-hmm. that if something is triggering me and it's bothering me, it's something that I have to heal and not expect that the other person takes the takes the Absolutely. burden as well.
1: I tend to believe what you what you just said. Um, because I've experienced it. There's been jealousy in my relationship with my husband, but I can't, it, it is very disempowering to ask someone to make me feel better. Instead, if I look at what does jealousy, why am I jealous in this moment? And jealousy many times comes from the identification that I am a body and only a body. And that I, that there's lack. Okay. So that I'm jealous and jealousy really covers fear. I'm scared, you know, that he might leave me or that he might find someone else attractive or whatever that is. And that is my own fear. So I need to look inside and say, well, what's the worst thing that would happen if that really happened? If he found someone and he wanted to go off with that person, what would be the scariest thing for me? That's my my, um, process to work on that jealousy within myself and. So the process of looking within myself to understand what within me feels jealous and usually under that is fear, um, fear of him leaving or, you know, and, and when I go internal, go inside and understand what it's like, it is the most empowering experience because only I am responsible for me. And when I give my comfort over to someone else and the need of them for them to tell me that, oh, it's OK, don't worry, I'm only to have eyes for you, then that is very disempowering. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I always, I I mean, jealousy is really big within relationships. But again, I think that that comes from a three-dimensional view and fear that something might change, that something might be uncomfortable. Um, And it's such a great opportunity to look within and understand what is underneath that jealousy.
0: But it it would be, again, like something that probably is a... a traumatic experience that happened before something that you carry on that it triggers that moment of being like, okay, that jealousy or insecurity, because that's what I brought up to her. I was like, I think it's just the security of a person and it's unfair to translate it to the other person and expect to the other person to change their lives or change the way they are to make you feel better.
1: Yes, it is. It does have to do with insecurity and also fear of change. That would be one place to look is like the fear of change. You know, the only thing that is constant is change. That's the only thing. And so when we hold on to something and we want it to stay the same, it's from fear of evolving and change. But we are, we are meant to evolve here. Um, And, you know, just like any great character in a fictional novel, you know, we want to see that evolvement of them in that story. (laughs) It's the same with our lives, Right um that's a great
0: example (laughs) that is a great example (laughs) well you see you're watching a movie you're watching something you want that person to go somewhere that there is something like if you watch a movie for a person being like always in the comfort zone every day doing the same thing you probably stop watching five minutes in 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 exactly like that thing yes yes You know, and it's always like, it is always empowering seeing that person doing all that change and everything. And, and things carry like you put it in such a lovely, like easier way for somebody to understand who is not into a journey that, you know, of change that they'll prefer to be in their comfort zone. And it's like, oh, come on. I was like, get out of there. Do something different.
1: Yeah. And it's scary. It's, you know, it, it's scary. I get it. This work is not for the faint at heart. It really isn't. It's for the courageous warrior, you yes. know, who who says, like, I want to better myself and I want to better the world. And you can't better the world unless you're bettering yourself or not bettering. That's not the best word, but evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always tell people when we start this relationship course, That I tell them, this is one of the most courageous things that you will probably ever do, is to journey on this path of evolvement. And it's the most empowering, and you will be amazed. You know, we sit on the beginning side of it with fear of what will happen. Yes, relationships might fall. I mean, I work with people whose relationships do do end because they go through a path of evolvement, but it's their path to go on. And they're so much happier at the end, at the end of the movie. (laughs) Um, but (laughs) But it does take courage for sure. And that's one of the reasons why I love doing my course one-on-one because I want to provide that support for my people. You know, people ask me all the time, why don't you do group coaching? And for me, it's like such a personal journey. And I really want to be there for my people um, so that they can know that they're supported and what they're going through is not, um, you know, abnormal. It's very normal. and, um, And they need support at that
0: point. Yeah. But that it it's important. I think it's it's the first step when you're trying to go into that change is the fear of being judged as well, the fear of being alone, the fear of you know, what are people gonna say, you know, whatever like you know the shame. There's loads of things that comes with it that it it's all in our head. I think it's something <laughs> that we, we create and suddenly it turns into this big, big ball in our head, and we're like, okay, okay, it needs to go. And that's more like, okay time to move on try to do something about it
1: absolutely and you know I I've kind of been on this path for so long like I said 30 years and now in really in the last 10 years I don't really have many people in my life that don't accept who I am you know, just because of the vibration that I have and because I've accepted it within myself. So maybe the first 10, 15 years, I would bring people into my life and I would learn, oh, you know what? I don't feel super comfortable with that person. I don't feel like they're accepting me. So where am I not accepting myself? I'd go internal. I'd look at where I'm not accepting myself, come to acceptance and love. And then that person just would magically drop away. And that just happens over and over. And so now really the people in my life Are, you know, even my family is so funny because my family have three older brothers and my dad, they don't get what I do, but they, (laughs) but they, well, one of my brothers says, but two of them, they they say to me, I don't understand what you do, but I love you and admire you and support you in what you're doing. So like, I don't even ever use the word woo woo. I don't really like that word because it sounds like it's weird and odd. And to me, this is just a normal way of being. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I have people in my life that accept me for that. And people are attracted to me clients because that's what they're wanting. They're wanting to step into that. This is normal. This is actually yes. normal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, I'm, normal. I'm not no weird stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. But okay. Now that you will mentioned that being, you know, being authentic and having people into your life that accept you, who you are, the way you are and who you are. Because I had this is another conversation I had with one of my friends, and it was also when I started dating. And she was like, Well, maybe you should stop doing that. And maybe, and I was like, Hold up. And like, we're really close. Like, we're really like, I think it's like mm-hmm. my soul soulmate friend, you know, if that, that's a word.
1: And yes, I, absolutely. You
0: know, and it happened. And I was like, Okay, this is amazing. So we can have these conversations without being offended. And she could tell me, you know, but I was like, how a hypocrite will be that will be that, if I try to pretend to be somebody else, or stop acting, do stop doing certain things that are part of my personality in order to have a person like me you know, have a man to me. But you get a lot. I'm sure like, I'm not the only girlfriend that got one of these advices. There's loads of women that got these awesome. Maybe you shouldn't be wearing that. Maybe you shouldn't be saying that maybe, you know, or try Oh, you know, the whole game's like, Oh, don't be texting him. Don't be bringing him don't be so available and all those things that it's just like, well, when did all these rules happen? I think it's like that back and forth, like that cat fight. And it's like, oh, meow. And yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I like you. I don't like you. I like you. I don't like you. And, and, and it's tiring, Carrie. It's so tiring. It's exhausting
1: because you're being someone who you're not. And it really boils down to are you acting out of fear or are you acting out of love? It's that simple. All of those rules come from a basis of fear and being authentically you comes from the base of love, Mm -hmm. of loving yourself. Now I will tell you, my husband loves all of me and there's some really quirky parts of me, (laughs) um, really, but he's so accepting. And if there's something that you know, is challenging for me, again, he'll go inward and look at it and come and talk with me. And that doesn't mean that sometimes I don't change who I am, but I don't change it from fear. I change it from the place of love for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very different mindset to shift what I'm doing. Um, it's very, very different the vibration is different, you know? And I feel like if you are not authentically being you, there is no way you will attract a man who you want to love you in the way you want them to love you. Yeah, There's just no
0: way. Be like surprise. <laughs> it's like, no, there's no <laughs> way. Yeah.
1: Because then you go into being authentically you and they're like, that's not the person that you showed me. Yeah. And That's why my whole relationship program is about learning who you are, loving who you are, being thankful for you, for who you are, and knowing it on such an intimate level that you get very clear on who you want. And then that translates into who you attract. Yes.
0: Yay. Okay. All right, Carrie, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I could be talking to you about this all day, like picking your brain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, because I'm certainly, I do. This was like, this was when I started dating, it was two years ago. So then last year was COVID. So that didn't happen. And this year, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get back in. And I'm like, okay, I don't even know where to start, you know? And, but it's one of those things, it's just, you know it's just it's I think it's another podcast like conversation <laughs> if I go into it and tell you all the details
1: I was gonna say let's do part two
0: because <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is, you know? uh, but yeah but it's just like you know for those women who have that fear because I see a lot of entrepreneurs saying like oh no I'm okay like now, like we get so used of our our be- being alone you know you went from that place of feeling lonely till you learn who you are and like, what do you like? And then you like what you are and who <laughs> and you know, what you have so much that it's the fear of having somebody else come in, like disrupt what you have created, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, but as I said, as I said, i use the word fear because it's that, and and we shouldn't try to come from a place like that when we try to when we want to meet somebody from that place of fear of like, oh, you're gonna ruin everything I've created till now, instead of like, okay, welcome to my word. Either you like it and you can stay. Or yeah, you know.
1: yeah because what is the belief of you're gonna ruin everything that I've developed? What's that gonna attract? That exact thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then will. Yeah. You know, so it's it's just that attraction where you are in your mind is what you attract is yeah. your experience.
0: Yeah. But I think it's like I think it was a post that was like a couple years ago that freaked me out, and it was this lady who said she was single for 25 years ever since she started her business, and I was like, no, this is not happening to me. No, clear that programming. <laughs> like no, no way. Okay, Gary. Okay. If anybody wants to get to know you, reach out, to, reach out to you uh, to work with you, and just get to know you more, or they can find you, hun.
1: Yeah, they can find me on my website that has all, all the information there, com, And you can also send me an email and ask me for an electronic version of my book. And I will actually send you the whole book awesome. um, electronically. Yeah, I'll do that for you, Maria, too.
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah, um, I'm going to read it. <laughs>
1: I, yeah, I love for you to, um, but yeah, just definitely connect me there. And then on my website, you can also get to my social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and even TikTok a little bit. <laughs>
0: okay. Yay. <laughs> okay. Before we wrap up, I will put all the links on the podcast before we wrap up. What would you like to tell women or men who are listening that who are just starting their, their journey to self-discovery?
1: Yeah, I would like to tell them that anything is possible if we believe that it's possible. I was so heartbroken for so long and I just never thought that I would be where I was, where I am today in the fulfilling relationships that I have. And I remember sitting in my little apartment in New York City, crying my eyes out after the fifth, sixth breakup And now where I am now, that it is possible. And sometimes you just need to reach out and make the commitment to work with someone like me or anyone else that you feel resonant with to uncover the things that we're just scared to uncover. So I just want to put that hope out there that it is possible um, and that we are all whole beings. And it's all about just remembering our truth.
0: Love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, It's been a pleasure, Carrie, to have you here. And for everybody who's been listening, thank you so much. Reach out to Carrie. If you want to start a relationship or you want to get to know yourself better, definitely reach out to her. And I will see you, everybody, next week. Thank you. Thanks, Carrie. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, lovies. I love to hear your thoughts and opinions, so drop your comments or give us a shout. I'd like to get to know you more and what help and support do you need most to help you grow your business? I am Maria C. Krause and I help entrepreneurs become more visible by sharing their unique story, inspire, heal, and make a bigger impact. If you'd like to become a guest or a collaborator in any of our platforms, or simply want to know about how I can help you take your business to the next level, You can find me and all social media platforms under Maria C. Krause or check out my website for freebies and updates at www.MariaCKrause.com. Make sure to follow us and share with your best besties to get your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to kick ass in life and in business. Love, life, be. Have a wonderful day, whatever in the world you are. Bye.